Welcome to the Beekeeper's Corner Podcast. April 15th, 2018, episode number 130. Bonus edition, record keeping by Master Beekeeper Landy Simone. This is the Beekeeper's Corner. I'm Kevin England. Hello and welcome to this bonus edition of the BK Corner podcast. As was just stated, this is a bonus edition recording and not a full episode. We'll be back next weekend for our normally scheduled show, but I'm pleased to bring you an extra recording of a presentation recorded February 15th, 2018 at the Raritan Valley Community College in Branchburg, New Jersey. Before you show of hands, however, did anybody look at the bees today? Yes. Wasn't it great? Yes. Yeah. A lot of activity. Uh, mine are bringing pollen. I have pictures. Incredible. What color? Pollen. Yes. Pollen. Uh, pale, pale yellow. Very pale. Let me take a moment to set up this edition. First off, I love the little patter in the opening that you just listened to to set the ambiance of the meeting. Last year, I joined the Raritan Valley Beekeepers Association as a member. Those who follow the show know that I've been directly involved in the Northwest New Jersey Beekeepers Association, and I find with the RVBA that I can contribute when they need a presentation here and there. But on most occasions, I participate as a civilian and enjoy being a plain old audience member. For this particular session, I had heard Landy was coming to speak, so Bob Kloss, Jim Schmalls, and I took the short ride to RVCC to take in the presentation. As you'll hear Landy share, she did two presentations that night. The first, an insight on how she keeps records, is going to be presented in this show And then at some other point in the near future, I'll produce a second bonus episode, which features insights on the more advanced skills of understanding what is going on for beekeeping. That show is a little bit longer, but we'll have that at a later date. I can't thank Landy enough for her gracious acceptance of being recorded, just placing a recorder and going with the flow. As a person halfway to my Master Beekeeper certification, one of the charters of being a master beekeeper, sharing your knowledge to others, and as of late, Landy has certainly been doing her part in sessions outside of her area. She's always been teaching a lot, but uh, such is the occasion here where she's been making more and more outreach in the state, and of course a number of presentations at the annual EAS conference. To some extent, Some of this content is what Landy presents at EAS, and it serves to demonstrate how good that conference is for getting more direct knowledge and sharing from experienced beekeepers. So many times these sessions serve to expedite our learning. Commercial beekeepers, such as Landy, Grant Stiles, Tim Schuler, and others, have far more practical hands-on work, and they learn at a pace that far exceeds what hobbyists might experience in their interspersed interactions with their hives in the yard. Landy is presenting from a slide in both of these talks, and yes, some of what she's saying is going to be lost without the slide context, but it, still the underlying principles, concepts, tips, 
an experience that she has comes through and even in audio form I find the presentations very valuable. It can be noted that the slide deck is available. If you have access to a computer right now, you can look it up on the EAS website. You'll hear Landy talk about that. Or you can go to our show notes for episode 130. I'll have a link to the presentation there. Before we start, let me express my gratitude to the organizers of the session, the Raritan Valley Beekeepers Association, and of course, Landy Simone for continuing to do outreach with beekeepers. Here is Lainey Simone with Record Keeping, a management tool. Okay. Can we do this? You don't have to go away. You don't even have to point at it. Okay. 50 feet away, it'll work. Cool. Thanks. Thank you. Good to go. Let's get things started. Let's welcome Landy. Simone's going to be giving us a nice little presentation, I hope, on two different topics. Two. Two. Two topics. Which is why I'm anxious to get started, because... Because if we don't get started, you won't have time for questions. It's it's kind of a lot to do in one night, but we're we're gonna we're gonna try, and and we have a new beekeeper in the back there, the pretty redhead. Um, you're gonna be. I'm warning you. You're gonna be totally lost in the second talk. Okay, so just it's not. It's really not for new. It's not for new bees. It's for fairly experienced beekeepers. Okay, but the first thing we're talking about is record keeping. So, um, record keeping, right? Yes. Just as boring as can be. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you. This is Dexter, right? He's my daughter's dog, uh, my grandpuppy, and this is Indiana Bones. He's my dog and comes and works bees with me. And in fact, he and I were working bees today. We looked at age three colonies today. We still have four yards to look at. Um, but it was a great day to work bees, and I was so happy to get out there, and so was Indy. His job is to dig holes in the woods and guard me. So, um, yeah. Reasons not to keep records. That's my daughter. She was a little younger then, but, but uh, she's now 28. And, uh, yeah, who wants to keep records? I mean, how boring is that? You know, you want to play with your bees, you don't want to, like, write stuff down, but truth is, as this little bee says, okay, they need us to keep the records. Pretty important. Because there's all kinds of things that help you with your management in keeping records. And you, what's the young lady's name who's, what's your name? Tiffany? Tiffany? Was it Tiffany or Stephanie? Yeah. Tiffany. Tiffany, okay. So, so Tiffany, this will help you learn about your bees if you write down what you observe. It's actually uh, a really great tool for new beekeepers to learn. Um, it can help you evaluate a whole bunch of things, like mite treatments. You try a different mite treatment this year. Okay, if you write down when you put it on, what you did exactly, for instance, if you're using Apivar, how many strips did you put in? Where did you put them? Um, those things are all really important tools for evaluating later on when your treatment did or didn't work. Okay, what did I did? What did I do that worked, and what did I do that didn't work? Um, 
can help you diagnose something like nosema disease. So what are the symptoms of nosema disease? Nosema serrani. No. No. <laughs> That's the problem. Okay. Dysentery was fairly common with nosema apis, the old nosema. Nosema serrani can be virtually symptomless. Okay? The only thing you observe is that your bees don't grow. They just kind of sit there. There's nothing obviously wrong with the brood pattern. Okay? They're, they're there, but they're just not flourishing. Queen seems okay. Everything seems fine. How do you know they have nosema? Okay? They're not... What's happening is they're not eating, right? And they're dying prematurely. The adults are dying. It's the disease of adult bees. So if you track the number of frames covered in bees from inspection to inspection, and this colony over here on May 15th had 15 frames covered in bees, and then on May um, 21st, you came back and they had 17 frames covered in bees, and two weeks later they were up to 23 frames covered in bees. And this one over here starts at 12, and the next week they have 12, and the week after that they have 13, and then they have 13, and then they have 12. Okay, you're going to begin to suspect that there's something wrong with colony number two, right? And then you're going to get a sample and send it off to Tim to test, and and then you'll know. So, very important tool. Um, so, how do you keep records? You know, first let's ask ourselves, what's available? There's a lot of packaged record keeping systems that you can use. There's, you know, now we're in this, this digital age. So there's all, and, and people like Kevin have an advantage over the rest of us because he's really good with all that, you know, stuff. Um, but what system you choose depends on your beekeeping operation. Okay, so it's going to be different for me with 120 colonies than it is for Grant Stiles with 8,000 colonies. He's not going to track individual hives. He's going to track pallets. And that's going to be different, you know, than what Tiffany writes down. Her observations will be far more detailed than mine, and mine will be more detailed than Grant's. Um, and what you really need to do is think about what's important for you to record. I think that this is the heart of this talk, because I can't tell you what to record. You have to sit down and decide what do I want to know? And each one of you is going to make a different decision. So, simple systems. This is how I started, okay? I started just with, like, a plain old notebook, and I would do it in journal form. You know, I'd write down the date and the hive number. Every hive had a number, and, and I would just record that. So, it's very economical. Those little books cost, you know, a dollar or so at Walmart. And um, it's, if you don't have a lot of hives, it's a good choice, a decent choice. It's compact, it's portable, pretty easy to use. Um, if you want to pull out specific data 
For instance, you want to know um, you want to know what your average alcohol wash mic counts were over the year. It's kind of hard to pull that out. Or how many honey supers did I harvest from this yard? You got to flip back through all the pages. Um, <laughs> if you leave it in the bee yard and it <laughs> rains, <laughs> can be a problem. Trust me, I have done that. <laughs> um, and and when you get larger numbers of hives, you know, you start to get up around my numbers. That can it can become cumbersome to have just that journal. Um, so. But, but there really isn't anything wrong with a simple handwritten record-keeping system as long as you put some thought into it beforehand. Um, and as I said, records depend on the operation that you have. So you've got to decide what you want to record. So there's digital systems, too. Um, the biggest advantage to a digital system, something that's already made, is that you can easily manipulate the data. So if I want to know how many honey supers did I harvest from this yard, you know, really just a little bit of effort and I've got that number. Um, what were my average mic counts, uh, you know, over time? I can get that too. So, um, and you can back the data up so that, uh, um, you know, not all is lost when <laughs> you leave it out in the rain. <laughs> um, unlimited storage. Disadvantages, you know, these things are expensive. This is kind of a pricey toy, a lot more than the notebook from Walmart. Um, and th this actually, I was gonna design a system for myself with an iPad, but this is what proved the biggest stumbling block because I have a lot of out yards in kind of remote locations. So I would have had to have a, like a hotspot to take with me to have an internet connection. And, um, you know, that's like a monthly fee. Being a good beekeeper, I'm cheap. <laughs> I wouldn't pay that. <laughs> um, also, propolis and honey and uh, beeswax and pollen and stuff don't really mix too well with, you know, iPads. There are, the, the Army has like these special covers and stuff, which are virtually indestructible. I was going to go with one of those, but it still is not a great combo. Um, so these are the two that I know of. Um, Hive Tracks is probably the most popular one. It's a, it's a web-based system. Um, there's a free version, and then there's one that's, you know, a little bit upgraded, and you can create groups, so if, if you, you know, to share information, so you know, it'll, it'll record, you know, where your hives are and your hives are and your hives and Tiffany's hives are over here. And so you, you can share information. Um, it has Google Earth, so that's kind of cool. You know, you pull it up and it shows all of your hives on a Google Earth map. Um, and it's a mobile app, so you can take it with you. You can actually record things on your, your phone, your iPhone. Um, and B-Tight is another one, which is actually very similar, another mobile app. Um, so you can track all kinds of things. But remember, somebody else has designed this. So, and these are some of the things, you know, 
if you have eight frame equipment or 10 frame equipment, um, seeing all these things, queen eggs, cat brood, larvae, queen cells, blah, blah, blah. If you have brace comb, dead bees, moisture or mold, uh, the weather, how, what type of foundation are you using? Like you don't know what kind of foundation you're using? Hopefully Might change from hive to hive. Okay, <laughs> point taken. <laughs> you picked up some, you know, a box of something at the auction. <laughs> yes, okay. Um, how much equipment is on the bees at any given time? All the odor of the hive? Um, there's like a lot of things that, that they have right built into these programs. So, um, and there's forms that you can print out. Actually, the UK has some interesting forms. Um, and I used to use some of those when I was raising queens. And because they're very valuable, like when you're looking for breeder queens, there's a lot of things that you want to track. You want to track things like, are the bees running on the frames? Um, obviously, their defensiveness. Um, does the queen go right on laying when you pull the frame out where you, know, where you have the queen? Um, you know, hygienic behavior, a um, lot of different stuff. And some of these UK forms have those. Um, so, but the real essence is what information is important to you and to your beekeeping operation. And that's what you have to sit down and decide. So I'll give you, you know, I, I'm just going to give you an example of how to do that because of how I came up with my own record keeping system. So, um, you know, as I said, we're, we're a small commercial operation and I manage about 120 colonies in 11 different apiaries up in Morris County. Um, some of my yards get farmland assessment because of the honey produced by the bees. I don't do pollination. Um, I no longer raise queens or produce nukes. Um, so I, my income is from varietal honey production and sale of uh, value-added products. And I only sell retail. I don't wholesale anything. So, so that's my operation in a nutshell. Every once in a while, I will move hives from yard to yard because sometimes I'm following a good nectar flow. Okay, if the locust flow is finished in one area, but my linden flow starts and it looks like it's going to be great, and I've got some extra spots in some of the linden yards, I may bring strong colonies from a locust yard into a linden yard to get more honey. So these are some of the things that I didn't care about. I'm not interested. I don't care if there's ants in my inner cover. <laughs> ants don't do anything, you know? I am not gonna write down that there are ants on the inner cover. People go nuts with some of this stuff, you know? Okay, I don't care about brace comb. There's always brace comb. If it gets too bad, I'll scrape it off, but I'm not gonna write it down. Um, I don't care about the equipment. Okay. If I've got a big hole in my equipment, I'll make a note of it so that I can bring a replacement piece later, and then at the end of the season, I'll collect that piece of equipment, take it back, and repair it, like next week. <laughs> That's happening. Um, this, this gets me here, right? Some of these systems kind of want you to go through every frame in the hive and record what's on every frame. So there's pollen on frame two and three in the bottom box and honey on frames one and ten and oh my god you know I could care less I just you know 
I want them to have enough of all those things, and that's all I care about. It's actually, I couldn't care less. But we say. Yes. Okay. So, that's my honey. Oh. <laughs> so what do I want to record? Well, there's really only four things you have to worry about in your bees. Strength, health, queen rightness, and food. That's it. Everything else is a subcategory of those four things. Everything, including things like you know, swarm management, honey production. These are things I want to know, okay? <laughs> Obviously, where is that colony? Um, an action list of things I have to do. What do I have to take care of? And, um, and notes for a whole apiary. So I've got apiaries that have anywhere between half a dozen and some have as many as 30 hives. So when I weed whack the apiary, I'm not going to put a note under each colony record that I weed whack there. You know, I, I want a sheet that covers the whole apiary. Um, okay, so, right. The available digital systems have too much detail for me. Way too much detail. Um, and, and they also assume that the hives stay in one place, which they normally, for me, you know, they sometimes don't. Like nukes, you know, I have a bunch of nukes and I move them around and I combine them. And um, so I thought about creating custom software. I played with that one winter and just eventually decided it just wasn't going to be practical. You know, I would have had to make notes in the field and then come and put them into a computer, which is ridiculous. I'm not going to write stuff down twice. Um, and I didn't want to lose a laptop, so I, designed, I, you know, I decided ultimately on sticking to a handwritten system. And that's it. The book. Came with the capital. It goes everywhere. Um, and I'm going to tell you about our book. Okay, so it's a three-ring binder. And it's got a zipper, so when the day is done, I can close it all up. Um, it has compartments for extra forms in the back. I keep reading glasses in case I really absolutely have to see eggs, I can put them on, um, you know, because I'm old and I can't see close up anymore. Unless the sun is out, then I'm okay. Uh, I have a flashlight in case the sun is not out, so I can shine it into cells and see eggs. Extra pens, magic markers. There's a section for each apiary. Each hive has a single sheet. Um, and there's the apiary notes in the front. And there's an action list. So, but this is the basic form. That's my colony record form. So I've got a date, and I can record roughly three years of observations on this form. You know, they're pretty compact <laughs> records. I don't, you know, write novels for each inspection. But the most important thing gets written down. Um, so here's, there's one that I, you know, pulled out and just made a picture of so you can see it. And I don't expect it. And I've got, you can see I've got a lot of abbreviations. So F is frames, H is honey, 4AP means I put on four Apivar strips. Okay, 1M means I harvested one medium of honey. So I've got my own system of abbreviations. 
Um, and that's what it looks like when it's not in my scribbled handwriting so that you can understand it too. Um, so this line here, for instance, excellent brood pattern, 50 pounds of honey, lots of bees, 27 plus frames. Now I run mediums, all mediums, so, and I have nine drawn frames in each <coughs> box. So 27 plus frames means that the entire hive is full of bees. Every frame is covered in bees. Very strong colony. Heavy did not open, and then here's the next year, alive. I like that. <laughs> alive is good. Um, 13 frames of bees took one frame of cat brood and one frame of pollen for a nucleus colony, reversed, and gave them teramycin. Okay, apparently I was worried about EFB. Now we can't do that anymore. Um, so you can see, like one line notes, but they pretty much tell me everything I need to know. So locations, when I, if I pick up this hive and move it to that linden yard, right, to get the linden flow, well, the hive is number 56. These are little bits of aluminum flashing, which you can, you know, nail, um, what is it? Um, it comes in a tube-like caulk. Liquid. liquid nails, thank you. Okay, so liquid nails, you use that, and you glue it right onto your bottom board. Bottom board, because the other boxes change. But I don't, you know, I don't as frequently change the bottom board. If I change the bottom board, then I, you can erase this with alcohol. Okay, or, I forget, what do I use? Alcohol or maybe um, another acetone. Yeah, because that's magic marker. It's just, you know, it's just a Sharpie. So acetone will take this off and you put another, you know, you put the hive location on the new bottom board if you change out the bottom board. This is the hive stand. So the hive stand has, I shouldn't be touching that. I should be using this, right? <laughs> the hive stand, made of cinder blocks, has another piece of, of aluminum flashing on it and I put my, you know, I put my hive location there. That's the hive number, and this is the hive location. So in an apiary from the gate, okay, this is the apiary code is 3J. That's because there are three Joes associated with that yard. And if we count the one who works for me, there's four Joes. Um, so, so from, you know, it's one, two, three, four, it's a 3J1, 3J2, and so on and so forth. So I can pick this one up this whole hive and move it to another yard, maybe the Murata yard, and then it would become, you know, it would be put in position M6, and its colony record comes out of the 3J tab and goes into the Murata tab in the right spot. Okay, so that way I never lose the information associated with that hive. And if you look here, okay, see location? And the, the hive number is not quite visible. It's right up at the top, okay? And there's the location number. So if I moved this one, I would then record a different location number and the date. Okay. So here's the apiary record, and that's a little more simple. I did point out here that we have what I fed them. So that's a half, half, um, half of a of you know, thing of fondant and pollen patty. Um, 
mite treatments and mite counts, um, how much honey I pulled, and the location. Those are the things that I consider important that I want to track. Apiary record is going to say things like, um, aha, fencer needs a fresh battery in the green, but not all the way over. And of course, our little bee wants us to wants us to take care of that fencer right away because she doesn't want any bears there. Um, okay. Could put two more hives here. No equipment for them, though. <laughs> um, and in here, look, I treated the entire yard with Mitaway Quick Strips. So treated with half-dose Mitaway Quick Strips will not need second pad. Don't ask me. I don't know what that means or <laughs> why I decided that. It's back in 2000, 2014 and 2015. So these are things, though, okay. Um, fed two buckets. Okay, this, oh, this is a little tiny yard, right? So I open feed yards. And if I'm open feeding an entire yard, I'm not going to put that note in the individual hive records. I'm going to put it in the apiary record. So some of these, you know, will get open fed like 35 count. 35 gallon pails of syrup at the feeding station associated with that yard. And that goes in the apiary record. And then there's the action list. You know, you're, you're, you're looking at your bees and you see, oh God, you know, this, this inner cover is really shocked. It's just falling apart. I need a new inner cover. So you're going to put here, you know, need whichever hive it is, okay. Um, it could be a hive number, it could be an apiary. Um, that one needs a new inner cover, bring new inner cover. And then you can check off these things. Okay. So here I had a colony that had European fowl brood. Okay. D10 had EFB, I gave them teramycin, they needed teramycin right three weeks in a row in order to clear up the EFB. So. If it's on the action list, that's something I look at frequently to make sure I'm not missing anything. <laughs> Dexter. <laughs> now this here's a new character. This is Tucker. Okay. Who keeps the dogs in line, right? So, so he says we're almost done, but but there's just a couple of things that we need to keep looking at, okay? So here's our our um, our little honey house, it's actually, we call this the ER, the extracting room, and it's, <laughs> it's, named, uh, it's named the ER because Joe Trimal, who works for me, is, um, is now a retired um, emergency room nurse. And he was supposed to report for work one day, working bees, and he didn't show up. And. Um, I waited, and Joe is very reliable. I mean, he's never even late, it's, you know, and he always calls if there's any kind of an issue. So I waited and waited, and he didn't come. I finally started to really get worried. I went to his house. He wasn't there. I get a call from his son. Joe was in the hospital. He had a heart attack. This is years ago, okay? So don't worry about Joe, he's fine. <laughs> Turns out Joe was working in the emergency room and he dropped dead of a heart attack. But because he was in the emergency room, they brought him back. <laughs> okay? And he had surgery and he's fine. 
But in honor of Joe, this was built the same year that Joe had his heart attack. So we call it the ER. <laughs> um, and there is the, is the production form, which looks like this. So there's a hash mark. Every time, um, you know, every time I get a bucket of honey for a particular yard and whatever the variety is, it gets a hash mark. So, you know, this one we just started, that was the beginning of the, the, um, the season, um, only, you know, with, a, what, about a dozen buckets and that's it. Um, but, um, you know, by the end of the season, there will be a lot more hash marks there. And this way, I can see exactly how many pounds of what kind of honey I harvested from each yard. And I can calculate, you know, what that honey is worth and send my apiary owners who get farmland assessment a letter telling them exactly how much, you know, income was produced by the bees on their property. So, <laughs> I think Dexter may finally be convinced here. Okay, he says not going to forget important stuff like bare fences and requeening. He might be able to identify diseases better and other problems. He can help his landlords with accurate records and probably even more good stuff. So, can we eat now? Mind you, this dog weighs almost 100 pounds. <laughs> Yes, now we can eat. <laughs> and my cat actually does like kale. <laughs> okay. All right, we did pretty good there. We did okay. You got questions about record keeping? Can, can we get copies of these forms? Is there some way to... <laughs> you know what? This is on the EAS website. This whole oh. talk is on the EAS website. Okay. I gave it in... I think 2016. So if you go to easternapiculture.org and click on resources, um, it will give you a lot of my talks for like every year that I, okay. some of the years anyway. Um, and I think this was in 2016. If not, click on one of the other years. You'll see various talks, but it's up there. Okay. So, yeah. But you shouldn't like you really shouldn't go for my forms wholesale. Not, not because I care, but because the whole point of this talk is that you want to sit down and, and figure out what you want to track, what's important to you to track. You know, you may not be getting land assessment for your apiary owners. You probably don't care about that. Or you may be doing some pollination. In which case, you might care about something different. Okay. Which made me feel less ashamed that digital didn't work for me, so paper <laughs> it is. I it thought was, that the digital thing was ridiculous. It was too complicated, and I wasn't transferring from the, I wasn't writing it down. Mm -hmm. I would mean to, and I wouldn't do it. So it's, it's, not, it's be, not for me. Yeah, it's got to be something that works for you. Yeah. 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 It didn't work for me either. <laughs>